friends, welcome to Sky House Herbs Podcast. I'm Ashley Ellenboss, a clinical herbalist, and in this space, I share my knowledge and experience with plant medicine to help you on your own journey of healing and transformation. Join me in exploring the ancient wisdom of plant spirit medicine and how it can be used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. We'll talk to experts in the field and share stories from people who've been transformed by powerful plant allies. New episodes are released each Monday, so please subscribe. And now, let's explore this mystical world of plant medicine together. Hey everyone, today I'm going to talk about why I recommend using single plants, which means using one plant at a time when you're working with herbal medicines. Now this is something that I learned through my studies with Matthew Wood, who is an incredible herbalist. I'll include some links and resources to his school and to some of my favorite books that he's written. And Matthew really insists that when you're working with plants and you really want to get to know them, you have to take them one at a time. And this was also something that was taught to me by other teachers such as Susan Weed and Rosemary Gladstar. And while they sometimes, all three of these herbalists sometimes do use formulas because it can be nice to blend things together, especially when we're working with teas or if we have a complex case history, and especially when we're newer herbalists and we want to maybe throw a bunch of things in because we're not 100% sure what's going to work, it can be helpful. But as you are getting, I think, more refined in your practice of herbal medicine, you really want to try to just use one plant at a time. And on the other side, if you are a brand new herbalist, this is also a great way to get to know individual plants. Now, before I go into more information, uh, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, please just take a quick second, click that subscribe button. Please follow my channel. That'll help me to find more people and have more people find me. And um, also, if you like the video, you can like it. So just click the like button. All right, that's out of the way. So yeah, so I think the one, the one, main benefit, like I have like one huge one, and then I have some sub sub level ones. But the hugest one is that when we take a single plant, we can really get to know it. And think about this, Susan, we to use this example. This was really funny. I had her at my herb school several years ago teaching. And she's like, you know, she's like, I'm a monogamist. She's like, I like to have one person in my bed at a time, but you know, who, you know, people are different. Some people like to have three or four people in their bed. She's like, but when I'm getting to know a lover, I want to really get to know that one lover and get to know all their, you know, get to know their body, get to know everything about them. And it gets more complicated the more people you have in your bed. I just thought that was a great example because it made me laugh. And uh, also, I think it really touches on that point that when we use single plants, we really get to know them. And that's, I think, one of the best ways we as herbalists can start to build our apothecary and our repertoire of plants. Um, the other one is, so I'm going to go into the sub-levels now. So the other levels um, are that if you use a formula, you might not know which herbs are the ones that are actually helping. And let's say, and I've had this happen with clients, where if I use a formula and um, something doesn't go well, like let's say, um, oh gosh, my dog is going nuts. Hold on just one second. I don't want her to jump through the window. She's like as big as a bear. Okay, one second. Okay, sorry. This is Hilda, everyone. She is sitting down. She is a hundred pound mastiff. You might've seen her on my husband's channel, my husband. And I adopted her. We just rescued her um, from a shelter. And um, 
one of the neighbors is using a leaf blower outside and she was going nuts. So um, we had a screen open and I was afraid she would literally bust through it. So I apologize for that. So I was saying that with a formula, let's say that you're using a formula like I was with my client and something like something's not working in the formula, right? Like they have an allergic reaction was like the worst case scenario. Well, you don't know which plant was causing that reaction, right? I mean, you can test one at a time, but often what I would do is I would just say, you know what, those are all off the table now. So let's try a different plant and we can do that. And, you know, I've used herbal formulas. I make herbal tea blends myself all the time. Uh, however, I think it's really nice because when you use one plant at a time, you know right away <laughs> if that plant is the one that is creating the positive benefit or if it's the plant that's causing any problems and allergies. Um, let's see. I think also another reason is that um, we can really get to know the taste and the energetics when we are using single plants. So for example, if I'm using a tincture uh, of lemon balm, I can really get a sense of the exact energetics. Like, does it feel warming or cooling? Is it, um, can, where do I feel it in my body? What's its activity? And if I have a whole blend, it's kind of hard to tell what exactly that is. And then again, if I'm starting to trying to learn herbs, I'm gonna have a really hard time being able to distinguish um, you know, what are the real energetics and what is the real mouthfeel? What are the compounds that I can find in each plant? So that's, I, I think that that's really important. And um, yeah, I, I think I wanted to give you also some examples of some of my favorite plants to start with, because when you're starting off on your herbal medicine journey, and maybe you guys are, who are listening have already been doing herbs for a long time, but uh, I have a few kind of like a handful of plants and I, I chose one from each different kind of herbal category of like different types of, of herbal products you can take so that you can give it a try. So the, my, the first one, and when I do my herbal apprenticeship programs, I have all my students start with nettles and I have them do an overnight infusion of nettles. Nettles is an incredibly, I think it's a very broad use plant. I only had maybe a few students over the years out of thousands who've had maybe a negative reaction. And usually that's because, um, you know, well, it's not even a histamine thing. I've had students who have um, like autoimmune diseases with high histamine levels where this plant has actually really reduced it and taken away pretty much all systemic inflammation. I think, I think nettles is one of those universal plants that for like 99% of people, it does amazing work. So try an overnight infusion of nettles. I do have a video on nettles. You can find on my video list. And I talk about how to make an overnight infusion. It's super easy. You can also just Google it. <laughs> so that would be my first place to start with a single plant and really get to know it. You know, when you do your overnight infusion, look at the color, smell it, notice the taste, notice how it feels, notice where it goes in your body, notice how your energy changes throughout the day and throughout the weeks that you're taking it. I would recommend starting with a minimum of two weeks taking the plant and up to a month and then kind of see how you feel. A lot of people with nettles continue on. I have students who did my herbal apprenticeship in 2015 who still do net, daily nettle infusions or you know they'll go through periods of time where they reintroduce nettles for months at a time. So it's something that can live on and for 
many people, because it takes away so much inflammation, allergies, it's very detoxifying. It gives you a lot of energy because it's so rich in chlorophyll and a bunch of minerals and vitamins. It's kind of like nature's multivitamin. So you can just take it every day in that, in that way. The second form is a tincture. And so for this one, I chose Damiana. This is one that we did in our Roots and Spears course. It was the first plant of our plant diets for that program. People loved it. And I love Damiana. It's considered to be an aphrodisiac, but I think of it more as a sensory awakener. So as a tincture, when I'm using it in this sort of experiential way, trying to get to know the plant, I usually recommend starting with drop doses. So that could be three drops, five drops, seven drops. I like odd numbers. I feel like they move better in the body. So you could try with something like that and just do that maybe twice a day in the morning, in the evening, and then just notice. Again, notice all of those the, you know, use your senses, notice how it feels, notice where you feel it, notice what changes. Hi, Rhea. This is our, our, the OG, the original gangster. Rhea is the sweetest dog you could ever meet. Just the best. We love you, Rhea. Yeah. So doesn't bark. Just doesn't. She just doesn't bark. She'll, she'll woof it like someone's trying to break in, which hasn't happened, thankfully. But like, yeah, there's like a mail delivery. She'll be like, boof. And that's kind of it. Sweet as they come. Hilda on the other hand, we don't know what she'd do. <laughs> All right. I digress, friends. Um, so so Damiana, you can start with those dosages. Um, it tends to really invigorate the senses. So you're going to really feel an awakening of circulation, of inspiration, a softening of hard edges in the body and in the mind. Um, and what you can do is keep like a little notebook. I have a bunch of notebooks that just sort of float around where I journal what it is I'm working on. So if I'm plant dieting nettles, I'll just write like day one, noticing this, day two, noticing that. And then I can start to track trends over time with each individual plant. So Damiana would be my tincture plant to try dieting, see how that feels. Then for a spray, I really love rose. I mean, rose is one of those plants that, oh, it's not focusing, but um, rose is one of those universal heart healing plants. And I love using a hydrosol. I just keep this on my desk and I'll just spray myself throughout the day, you know, and I'm working and I'm like, I just need like a little heart reset. <laughs> um, it's so refreshing. And I feel like um, this is a good one if you want to try something that's more subtle energy, you know, more using it as an ar aromatherapy. If you're on a lot of medications and you're not sure about contraindications, then a hydrosol might be a good way to go. And rose is a great one. So you can just use this several times a day. Notice how you feel in the instant you take it in. Notice where you feel it. Notice how it changes your mood, changes your energy levels. And then a syrup. My favorite go-to is elderberry syrup, especially this time of year here in the Northern hemisphere, we're moving into autumn. Um, and as things start to get colder, there's more flus, bugs, things you know creeping up, especially with kids in school. So elderberry syrup, just a straight syrup of elderberry is a wonderful plant to get to know. And I feel like elderberry, not only is it an immune strengthener, um, 
but I feel like it's also just one of those kind of, it's not a nervine per se. So it's not like calming like chamomile or catnip, but I do feel like because of the sweetness and the cloyingness of the berry, there's something that makes you feel like you're being held a little bit closer, a little bit more protected, like maybe an elder, elderberry, like an elder is taking you in and keeping you a little bit more safe and protected from exposure to what's around you. So you can try that. And that's usually like a teaspoon once or twice a day. Um, and you can play with that dose as well. So that's what I have today. I hope that's a in, good introduction for why to take one plant at a time, just as a recap, because you'll get to know one at a time and it's hard to get to know a lot of people. <laughs> and I think of plants as like people, they're like friends, they have their own unique personalities, their own likes and dislikes. So it's easier to get to know one person at a time. It's easier to get to know one plant at a time. You don't have to worry about in a formula uh, if something goes wrong, trying to figure out what it was because it takes a lot of time. And uh, yeah, I think it also gives you an opportunity to really use your senses and to start to hone your sense of taste, your understanding of energetics. There's a really great book by Matthew Wood called uh, the Western book. It's the book of Western herbal energetics, which it draws upon the, the Galenic and the Greek system of energetics. So I'll include a link because that's really helpful when you're starting to build your awareness of taste and, act, and actions in the body. And lastly, it's just fun. It's really fun to just have a plant and get to know it. And, and, and then whenever you feel like, you know, you'll like start to notice my energy's dropping. I'm just starting to feel kind of closed off. Oh, I know you, for, you know, it's like you, you know who to call on in times of need. Um, you know, like if you're starting to get depleted, let's say you've been traveling for a month, you get back into town and you're like, I'm really depleted. I need a nettles infusion. I need to start that back up. And these plants in the Amazon, they believed that every, anytime you diet a plant or consciously enter into relationship with the plant is the way they would say it, that that plant lives in you forever right? It's kind of like when you're pregnant. Um, this is a really cool fact, but that your body, the, the, the chromosomes and like the DNA from the child that's in your body goes into your bloodstream. And I think it's for 40 years, though that is still those, um, the stem cells also from that baby are become part of your body. And I was just reading an, a research article saying that when um, that the heart cells, the heart stem cells from a baby that was carried will repair the heart cells in the mother if there's any stress or strain on the mother's heart, which is like, I think the stem cells have like an affinity to the mother's heart to help it heal if needed. And that's whether the baby was carried full term or not, um, no matter the age of the baby or adult grown-up child in the world, those stem cells live on in the body. I think that one is indefinitely, but then the chromosomes and DNA and some of those are like, like I think it's like 40 years. So it's like when we when we actually experience like heart pain or like, <laughs> like some of these intense feelings, it's because the child is actually still in us in some ways, which is pretty amazing. So anyway, the idea there is that the plants are similar. When we take a plant in, we bond with it, maybe like a child or maybe just like a friend. 
we can, in, in the Amazon, they would say, well, you can call upon the spirit of that plant anytime. And you don't even need the plant because the plant isn't in you. So you could call upon nettles if you're feeling depleted. You could call upon rose if your heart's feeling constricted. You could call upon elderberry if you feel like your immune system's compromised. And you could call upon Damiana when you want to excite your ability to feel more impassioned and to feel inspired. And I just think that's, plants are just, life is just the coolest. <laughs> Can't help it. So amazing. So thank you all for watching. Please subscribe if you haven't. Please like this video if you found it to be helpful and amusing. I typically don't bring my dogs in and go on long side tangents, but hey, must be something in the stars. So thanks for sticking with me this whole time. And I will talk to y'all soon. Bye. <laughs>